Hey, good morning and welcome to Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope it finds you well. Uh, the sun is out in the Valley of the Sun. Barrett Jackson is here, the car auctions. Uh, this is the time, you know, the, the holidays doesn't end in Arizona with New Year's. It, it, it doesn't. It, it actually uh, is just beginning because then we get uh, Barrett Jackson, uh, the Phoenix Open, the golf tournament here. It seems like uh, everybody that lives somewhere that, well, let's just say what it is, that's colder than you know what is down here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, Barrett Jackson, for those of you that don't know, the the biggest, largest car auction in the world. You know, and it's funny because... Uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they, the ones that have done well, they don't know what to do. So they're, they're, they're out there buying all these quote-unquote classic cars and all that. We got, and it's not just Barrett Jackson, Russo Steele, and I, every, every you know, I don't know about every, but it seems like uh, every car auction company in America is in, inundated here in the Valley. Here, I, I will say this. Uh, you get to see a lot of cool cars. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the cars today pale in comparison. They just really do. Uh, they all look alike, you know. And so uh, you were driving around town. You're seeing all these cool cars. Uh, the car auctions are here. Uh, then the golf tournament. Really, the the Super Bowl is kind of the end of the holiday season here in Arizona. So uh, be careful what you're doing out there. Traffic all getting all backed up, people gawking all over the place. If you're uh, not here, if you're not from Phoenix, uh, welcome, uh, one and all. Get yourself some gold. Uh, sell one of those classic cars. Get some gold. I think you're going to like uh, what it does for you, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, and I'll say this, the sun is out, but it's not warm. Yeah, it's, and I, you know. I don't want to complain about it, but it's like in the 50s here. Uh, but it, it fools you because it looks like it's going to be gorgeous out there. It's, uh, uh, I was playing golf the other day, had long sleeves on. I even had uh, dress pants on. It was weird. Uh, but nonetheless, the sun is still out here. Uh, I guess the royal family, all kinds of problems with the royal family. Uh, hey, I don't blame uh, Harry. Why not? He can't be king, right? I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna be the head guy in charge. Uh, I don't want to have to do all this stuff. And uh, who knows? Everybody's. Always, I guess they're having some big powwow uh, over at the royal family. And then, of course, the Iranians admitting over the weekend. Yeah, okay, we shot the plane down. It and. You know, on Friday I was saying, you know, we don't know. Is it real? Is it fake? I hate to even have to question, but we do. Right, got to question you know, uh, the media because you just don't know what to believe. It's kind of like the Steele dossier and all this other stuff, right? You you don't know. And now the Iranians admitted. Now make make no mistake about it. That was no accident. You don't mistake an airplane, a commercial airplane, for some type of uh, I don't even know. Definitely right. A fighter jet, no. Right. right. Uh, a bomber, no. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, common sense tells you they did it on purpose. And they're never going to say that. 
Uh, but again, it just tells you why the Middle East is a place I wish we had never gone to. These people, they don't value human life at all. I mean, they just don't. Uh, so uh, I don't know that it changes anything right now. Of course, they like to show the, the pictures on the TV, right, of, uh, of the people protesting against the regime, right? And we get hope. Hey, you know what? The, the vast majority of our, they're not bad people. And, of course, you know, we're going to support the protesters and all that stuff. Just know this. It's just like Venezuela. For all of you people out there that are hell-bent on taking away guns, okay, and I get it, right? I understand it, right? You know, oh, well, you know, they're dangerous. You know, they kill people and all. I get, yep, they do. They do all those things. Well, the guns don't do them, right? We know that. But you know why it is that the people that have the power have the powers because they have the guns. Right? The Iranians, right, just like the Venezuelans and, and pick a country, the Saudi Arabians and all the rest of them, right, uh, Syria, right, there's a reason why those guys are in power. And the problem is, as we seemingly never seem to want to learn our lessons, if, if you get rid of the guy that's in power, it's never the good guy that gets the power. <laughs> it's always some other bad guy that gets it. Because why? Because he's got the guns, right? You know, uh, maybe maybe that's just too simplistic for most people. But that's just how I view it. You know, uh, it, it's something where uh, it, it for. For whatever it's worth, right, it actually helps keep the peace, not the other way around. When only one side has it, uh, it it's never a good thing. This is, I don't know, uh, again, I don't. what do you do about it? I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously Canada, they're not going to do anything, right? They're going to. You know, cry on TV. I don't know, but but because that was mostly I, a lot of the people on that plane were Canadians, uh, but it just you know evil exists in this world. There's no doubt about it, and there's a lot of it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Just you know what just. I got to make this announcement. Uh, the post office is having some issues. Um, they're not losing anybody's boxes, but boxes have gone all <laughs> all over the place. Boxes that have been shipped are saying uh, all kinds of weird messages on USPS. Uh, they they had some glitch. Yeah, I don't know, right? Uh, but don't worry. Uh, everything's going to get to where it needs to be, uh, and, and just bear with us. It's, it, it happens. Uh, we don't like it when it happens, but again, you know, part of the reason why we ship it that way, right? Cause well, they don't lose them. Uh, so, uh, at Wendy, this is about the third or the fourth call today, uh, on that. So just be with us, be patient. Uh, they'll get it all worked out. 800-951-0592. So one of the things that, that I, think is really interesting and no one talks about. And so what happens when the central bank 
creates money out of thin air, right? You know, the repos, right? The balance sheet, holding all of these treasuries. Well, see, here's the, the great thing about the central bank. They pretend like they earned the money that they created out of thin air. And then they they take the profits because you got to remember they're buying a debt instrument that that pays some kind of interest, not a lot, but some. Now, there's good and bad to that, right? The good, I guess, I guess, and I say I guess because you know once again you're just making something up out of nothing to misprice or allow the markets to risk price and misprice risk right because by creating this money out of thin air and buying debt instruments right you drive down the risk right because you're like well hey we're in here gobbling all this stuff up and and uh, and so the markets can't price what's real, like the banks. The banks, you know, they don't always get it right. We know that. But, you know, they know how to price risk most of the time. And because the central bank steps in, right, we never really get to know. But today I'm going to talk about what they do with the, I'll call them profits. Now, I will remind you that it's not always profits. Right? If interest rates rise, and this is something they never talk about, what if inflation really does come back? The central bank's losses would be in the hundreds of billions of dollars. That would be, I mean, you got a balance sheet that's what? Get ready to go back up to four point five trillion dollars and, and and rising right at four trillion plus in rising, and all of those bonds have been bought what at super low rates. And see, how do you, you you make money in the bond market when rates fall? You lose money in the bond market when rates rise. It's you know kind of it's kind of a different way of. Of looking at it, because usually, right, higher is better, not in the case of the bond market, okay? But every year, the central bank needs to disclose what they did with the money. Now, one of the things that I've educated you about is the central bank decided that in order to help out our banks, they were going to start paying them in money, essentially at the end of every day to leave money at the central bank. Now, part of the problem we have in the repo market is not enough money is being left there, but neither here nor there. The banks get paid for your deposits. We don't get paid for the deposit, but the bank does. Now, wouldn't you think that money should be given back to the people that made the pockets, the, the deposits? Of course not. And after they pay, now again, now they use some of it to pay their expenses, right? Then they pay the banks, 
And then whatever's left over, they give back to the treasury. Now, it also will work in reverse. Right? If they end up suffering losses, then we got a different problem. We've never seen this before. Because, you know, before the financial crisis, the Fed's balance sheet was a pittance, you know, five, six hundred billion dollars. It wasn't, wasn't very much. So uh, over the weekend, the central bank released their financial report card for 2019. It held a little over $4 trillion in interest-bearing assets, mostly, as we know, all in Treasury securities. They still have some mortgage-backed securities, and, and they were trying to get rid of those. But now with the repos, they, they're not able to, right? Because they, if the banks need the money, they'll take the mortgages as well. It says that the banks, uh, it owed banks about $1.5 trillion in interest-bearing reserves. So that's kind of, you know, bank left, money left overnight at the central bank. Right? It's great for banks. Hey, if we don't lend all this money out, we can make we can make some free money here from the central bank. It says, uh, amongst other activities, it's reverse repo auction activities, another big boon for the banks. Because, see, the central bank, they actually allow the banks to run the repos and give them, you know, they, they pay them for it, right? Which I guess you should, right? Hey, you got to have somebody do it, right? You're not going to do something for nothing. Here's how it broke down in 2019. The banks got $35 billion from the central bank for doing what? Nothing. Yep. Now, all of that money should have been given back to the depositors, every cent of it. Right? We are the ones. It was our money that they left unlent overnight. And But yet, think about this. That's a huge, huge piece of the big banks, because it's mostly big banks, uh, of their profits for the year. $35 billion to do nothing. Uh, counterparties for its reverse repos. $6 billion. Well, that's going to be a big number this year, right? Because, you know... These reverse repo auctions just started, what, a quarter, a little over a quarter ago. So that number, you know, let's call it probably going to be somewhere, what, in the 20, 20 plus billion dollars next year. The amount sent back to the Treasury down to $54.9 billion. They were doing well over $100 billion a year. So the debt essentially is getting bigger as the treasury uh, has less and less money to, or the central bank has less and less money uh, to remit to the treasury department. And again, if, if interest rates go down, they could have more money to give. If interest rates go up, they could have less money to to give, and consequently, really, if they go up enough, right, not only is it less money, uh, the 
the Treasury will have to give the central bank money. Uh, but this was a number that that number this hundred this fifty five billion, uh, not quite. That's that's down almost a hundred billion from the peak. So think about this: every year the Treasury was given you know one hundred and fifty billion, one hundred forty billion, one hundred thirty billion, one hundred twenty billion uh, down uh, to fifty five billion. The Fed said it paid its member banks. What's down to just over three thousand? member banks. That number keeps getting smaller as well. Interest due on required and excess reserves that banks have on deposit at the central bank. Uh, The $1.5 trillion has been declining somewhat. This is a number that's been falling, again, causing other problems. Uh, But think about it, $1.5 trillion. Uh, starting out at the end of July, the Fed cut, cut rates three times, uh, including the rate it pays on the reserves. So the interest the Fed paid on the banks on these rever- reserves fell over 9%. So not only uh, does the – now the banks, right, as rates rise, right, the banks get paid more. Unfortunately, as the – uh, rates go lower, they get paid less. So they went from $35 billion last year to only 20, wait, or wait, to $35 billion. So it was down 9% from that. So they probably got, what, 30, let's call it, you know, just under $40 billion last year, uh, $35 billion this year. Uh, they said, uh, what else did they have to say? Counterparties, like I said, Got $6 billion. Reverse repo balances are liabilities on the Fed's balance sheet. Blah, 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 blah. Balances started surging in 2014. Then they started declining. Uh, The average balance now $270 billion. That's about how much the Fed pumps in at any one time into the markets to keep it so everybody says, hey, don't worry, everything's okay. Operating expenses, about $4.5 billion. I know I cut that. Why don't we uh, have a few less meetings? I don't know. Uh, other expenses, $837 million related to producing, issuing, and retiring currency. So that's about how much it cost us to have the paper stuff. So think about this, because, you know, cash is horrible. They have expenses of $4.5 billion. Only $837 million of it in regards to the uh, evil cash. Yet they, <laughs> they pay $6 billion to create these repo auctions. They pay another $35 billion to banks. Gave the United States Treasury $55 billion. $837 million. Seems like it's kind of cheap. $814 million for Board of Governors expenditures. And there you go. You know, you got to pay them, have meetings, all that. So bring in the croissants and the freshly squeezed orange juice and all that stuff. $519 million to fund operations for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Yeah, that's just wasting money. And I say that because 
they claim they're protecting us. But remember, and I've said this all along, the central bank has no intention on protecting any of us. That is not their goal. And it says it right in their charter. Nowhere in the charter does it say protect the consumer. <laughs> I mean, it says, oh, hey, uh, stable prices and full employment, which they have no control over uh, really either one. Well, definitely not full employment. Right? They, they fixed full employment by changing the way they calculate it. They fix table prices by telling us there's no inflation, right? And all of us know that, that if you make the same amount of money, let's just say in 2009, well, I guess 10 now, 2010, go back 10 years. If you made 100 grand, okay, decent money, not great, but decent. If you're making a hundred grand today, still ten years later, how much less money do you really have? Kind of scary to think about, isn't it? Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. To wage a war of public opinion without any facts to back it up, you need to have a game plan. The Democrats' impeachment game plan for Congressman Adam Schiff's hearings was to turn the public against President Trump even before the most knowledgeable witnesses could testify in his defense. Democrats relied heavily on their witness, Marie Yovanovitch. She's the former ambassador to Ukraine with a history of foreign policy failures, which eventually led to her dismissal by President Trump. It's not too difficult to imagine her having a little bit of bias against the boss who fired her for incompetence. Even in spite of all the bias, Yovanovitch had to admit that it was improper for Hunter Biden to take a large salary from a corrupt Ukrainian company while his father was vice president. Committee member Congressman John Ratcliffe followed up by asking Ivanovich if she ever raised this potential conflict of interest by the Bidens with officials at the State Department. Ivanovich admitted that she hadn't. This failure by her and other anti-Trump diplomats to flag the Bidens' improper conduct was more than reason enough for Trump to raise the issue earlier this year. Impeachment hack Adam Schiff strained to portray Ivanovich as a victim of bullying by Trump. Schiff even interrupted the hearing to read a tweet by President Trump critical of Yovanovitch as though it were a crime for Trump to tweet against a witness. Keep in mind that it was Schiff, not Trump, who interjected the tweet into the hearing and potentially influenced the witness by reading it to her. Schiff was, as usual, playing to the media rather than attempting to ferret out the truth in a fair way. Schiff also distorted the hearing for the purpose of the television cameras by refusing to allow Congressman Devin Nunes to release his time for questioning the witness to a female colleague, Representative Elise Stefanik. Schiff apparently thought the optics would be better for his side if a Republican male, rather than a female, questioned the anti-Trump female witness. This kind of shameful theatrics is exactly what the American people are sick and tired of. Adam Schiff isn't the national judge, jury, and executioner. We the people are. Remember that next November. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back. 800-951-0592. I'm laughing because I just uh, doing this thing about the central bank and then my computer, you know, just locks up, right? Uh, maybe they are listening. I don't know. They're okay. You guys, you, you got me. You locked up my computer. Way to go. Um, you know, what's talking about the central bank, you know, we bail out these banks, right? And just a huge breakdown with the uh, no-income-verifying loans, right? The banks were reckless and should have been shut down, right? The ones that were really reckless shouldn't be here anymore. But no, we've got to save them. See, not the consumer, no, them. And I get it, right? Well, you know, it'd just be too hard. It'd be too complicated to figure out who gets this interest? Of course, should, they shouldn't be paying interest to the banks at all. right? It, that makes no sense. If nothing else, in, in return for being bailed out by the taxpayer, because they were all going to be under, shouldn't that money at least go back to the treasurer with the rest of it? You know, right? At least, I mean, that'd be $35 billion less of debt. I mean, and, and again, they're paying it because they they print money out of thin air. And, and it just, I mean, it just, the more you think about it, the more infuriating it really is. It's an, in, they're insulting our intelligence. But they do it to us all the time. You know, and it's so funny because I watched, so this morning, uh, we had some issues uh, this morning uh, with the satellite dish at the radio station at 1360. And uh, Brian, you know, bless him and his family. Uh, Brian was up in the middle of the night, really super early in the morning. Okay, about, you know, we're talking 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and Brian knows that I'm up early. So he starts texting me at about 4.30 Arizona time about uh, these issues that were, hey, this and this and got to do this and this and whatnot and everything else. And and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to, you know, process all of this and we're all out there working hard for our money and the Fed insults us time and again and insults our intelligence. And, and so now I'm up, right? I'm up. And I got the TV on, and 
I'm watching, you know, the stock channels, right? I've got CNBC on, and they're talking about, uh, they're having this debate about the tax cuts. You know, the tax cuts from a few years ago, and they were, they're focusing in on the states that got really high taxes are being treated unfairly because, you know, you can't write off all the money, you know, I think they set a limit. At first, you weren't going to be able to write off any of your state and local tax. And then they said, okay, we'll let you write off some. But if you live in, in what I'll call the uh, expensive blue states, and you know the states, California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, there's a few others, you know the ones. Right? You pay more if you make two hundred grand a year, which I'd... I know one person that does that. That's my brother. Uh, other than that, I really, well, I guess I know more than that. That's not true. That's, uh, but I, I would say in my immediate circle of friends. Uh, and you lived in New Jersey. Well, you pay more in taxes than if you make 200 grand in Florida, and that's just not fair. That was the argument that was taking place. And of course, hey, the states have the power to do what they want, right? If New Jersey wanted to, they could lower taxes, right? But again, that would mean that, well, they'd have to stop giving everybody to somebody else, right? Maybe maybe people would be moved back to New Jersey if they did it. But again, you know, there's no reasoning with these people. But they were talking about a bunch of other stuff. And then they started talking about minimum wage, right? Well, minimum wage has had to go up because, well, you know, it's expensive to live. And they started arguing about that. And, of course, the whole time I'm like, yeah, it's called inflation. Right? $12 isn't enough. $15 isn't enough. $20 isn't enough. And guess what? Ten years from now, $30 won't be enough. $40 won't be enough. But they started arguing about this, and then the commentator says, well, you know, if if you get rid of that, talking about the increase in the minimum wage, well, you'll take away most of the, the, the income gains that we've seen over the last, you know, year and a half. And I just started laughing, right, because... Last week, the same guy was on TV bragging about how great the economy, look at the wage growth we've gotten. And this week, well, you know, we only got the wage growth because uh, they're raising the minimum wage. And they're only raising the minimum wage because taxes are too high. And, of course, you know, it's, it's inflation. And this is why I say they insult our intelligence every single day. And I've told you this, and I've been saying, I've been getting, I don't mean to get nasty about it. I don't. But you're an absolute idiot. If you don't think you should hold some physical gold right now, an idiot. Look at what is really happening. Yeah, I know the stock market's up 50 points today. Right? And it's, the valuations are right near tech bubble land. Right, real ones, right? Yeah, forget about forward earnings ones, because the forward earnings, I told you, they're they're a joke. They're they're not achievable. I think Tesla hit like five hundred bucks. Tesla doesn't make any money. 
I think Tesla's worth more than four GM. And I don't even know. Toyota all put together. You know, be careful out there. But when you're sitting there and you think about, okay, what are they doing? Let's see, they're mispricing debt. Right? They don't want true price discovery. Why wouldn't we want that? Right? As a consumer, don't we want true price discovery? Don't we want that? The central bank doesn't. Well, they do if it fits with what, with what they want. If it doesn't, well, then we don't want that. Right? This is why the balance sheet is up again. Right. This is why they're, you know, they don't call it quantitative easy. Call it what you want. I don't care what you call it. But it is what it, what happens? Well, you get inflated prices. Where do you get it? Well, right now we're mispricing debt. We're getting it in the debt markets. You're seeing it in Wall Street. Right? And then you think about, well, we're coming up on a break here. We'll move into the next part of, of the equation here of why you need to make sure you have your financial house in order. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. So we're talking about where we're really at. Where are we really? GDP 2%, right? And that's... You know, with a national debt of, I don't know what to call it, right? $1.456 trillion, right? They say a trillion, right? What it was, well, I forget the official number. 980 something billion, but, uh, you know, it was really four or 500 billion more than that, but don't tell anybody. An astronomical number. Case in point. So think about this. Let's say twenty trillions the number GDP of the country. Okay, we're talking about why you're an idiot if you don't have gold physically in your portfolio. And you look at what GDP is. You know, twenty trillion, ten percent GDP growth would be a two trillion dollar increase. 1% GDP growth would be what? $200 billion increase. Well, guess what? Just the debt alone, the increase in the debt. Now, I'm using their numbers, not mine. Was up over $200 billion. So over half of that 2% was just us spending money. So that takes us down to about 1%. And most of that really came from what? Prices just being a whole lot more expensive. But that's it. Really, it's not as big as a number as you would think, right, to get to. You know, when they talk about 3 and 4% GDP growth, right, that's, you know, six. $800 billion. And, and today, that, that's not a big number anymore today, is it? But most of it having to do with deficit spending. It's so bad that a year ago, remember a year ago, now they had raised rates again, and they 
Everybody freaked out. Remember, Wall Street was, you know, collapsing in December. And they, oh, no, 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 no wait, we're, we're on hold. We're on hold. But we're still going to shrink down the balance sheet, and uh, we expect GDP growth uh, to be between 25 and 3%. Where than we were a year ago. Now we've cut rates three more times, right? Cut, right? Not raised, not stayed the same. Uh, quantitative tightening <laughs> went back to quantitative easy. We had to start the repo auctions, right? None of that was in place a year ago. Let's see. A year ago, technically, we were in the uh, rates. We're in a rate hiking cycle. Now, we're on a pause, but we are still on a rate hike cycle. Matter of fact, half of the idiots on the Board of Governors were saying, oh, well, we still may have to raise them some more. Quantitative tightening, right? And, of course, that was a fool's errand, trying to reduce that balance sheet, that over $4 trillion balance sheet. And then they try to come up with this mid-cycle adjustment nonsense. And then, of course, the repo auctions, right, all in the name of we don't want you to know what really is happening out there. And they come out and they release about unemployment's at a 50-year low. You know, and, of course, I went on my tirade about that last week. It's at the lowest since they changed the way they calculated it, uh, which was not 50 years ago, right? It was about 25 years ago. Uh, that they changed the way they calculated unemployment, and poof, miraculously, things got better. Right? Same thing with inflation. Right? Same thing. Uh, but but where do you think we're at right now? Ask yourself, or where's the Fed's next move? Is the Fed's next move raising rates? Or is the Fed's next move they're going to cut some more? Which one do you think? Which one do you think it is? You know what it is. I know what it is. Right? They're going to cut. Why? Well, because that's all they know how to do. Because they truly think, well, let's face it, part of it now, though, they're their own worst enemy. Their balance sheet is getting so big. Uh, rate hikes could be devastating. Could you imagine we're talking about rate hikes and the effect on the national debt. You know, we talk about, hey, the national debt, the small number was a trillion dollars. What was what was the Fed's funds rate for most of the year? Let's say it's not there. It's less than that now, but let's say 2%. Okay? 2% and we had a trillion. Do you know what it would have been at 4%? Okay, so 4%, and a lot of us that listen to this show, and, and listen, to all you younger folks listening, you're doing yourself a huge favor. For most people, 40 and up, 2% for most of our life was unheard of. It just didn't happen. Right, you know, and I and I say this all the time. You know, my, my wife and I bought our first house. We paid seven and a quarter. That was our interest rate. A lot of you that are older than me, right? You're like seven and a quarter. That was nothing. Right? We paid ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty percent. But some of you out there 
uh, have paid 20, 25% on an auto loan. Because right? that's how high the interest rates were at the time. That $1 trillion would be well over $2 trillion just with an interest rate of 4%. Something to keep in mind about how bad things really are. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. Gold's down 7, 15, 53. Uh, silver's off 8 cents at 18.02. The Dow's up 50 points today. Everyone's uh, getting ready for the uh, trade signage, the phase one. And I, it's great, I guess, the translations must finally be done so we'll have to wait and see uh uh i hope that we get some relief for the farmers uh other than that i'm not very optimistic about really a whole lot in that deal i don't think wall street is either but uh anyway that's going to be on wednesday uh other other than that uh i think the iran thing's kind of uh calmed itself down we'll have to wait and see but We'll find out. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring, right? Out of nowhere. Today's special, Mint State 61s. Uh, these are liberties. Mint State 61 $20 liberties. We're going to do a little uh, volume discount deal here. Uh, by the way, Mint State have been on fire lately. They they I been really bad for over a decade and now all of a sudden seeming to find life here uh one through nine at 17 and a quarter 10 or more at 1700 uh that puts it about 25 bucks above uh our regular ungraded 20 dollar liberties uh, if you want an ungraded one save save the uh uh, you don't care about the plastic in the grade. Uh, Twenty dollar Liberty, sixteen seventy five. MS sixty one, seventeen twenty five. One through nine, uh, ten or more, seventeen hundred. At eight hundred, nine five one zero five nine two. And as you kind of put the pieces to this puzzle together, there's not too many scenarios where I see things being really good. Right, we gave the big tax cut. And mostly, you know, that was a all, they call it what it is, right? It was a Wall Street handout. We we've got the central bank giving our banks thirty five billion dollars, and we're running reverse repo auctions to the tune of about two hundred and seventy billion dollars. Uh, we we we've got interest rates uh, at you know outside of the last few years at almost all-time record lows, and they like to call, oh, well, it's the new normal. No, no, it's not the new normal. Well, yes, that it's the new normal that the money changers are insulting our intelligence, right? That's been going on now for the last, what, 40, 50 years. Yeah, maybe even longer, right? Go back to when they took away gold. Go back to how they actually got in power to begin with. Uh, but this whole thing, right, they just 
every time they they come up with one of these solutions, it's always the same answer: bigger bubble. Hey, let's 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 make a bigger bubble. Wait, that didn't work. Let's uh, we got to go even bigger. Well, now we got to go even bigger. This is the biggest bubble yet. And you know, I sit there and I look at Wall Street Bay. You know, they're saying, "Hey, it's kind of back to 1999 again." You know, the last blow up. I, I think it's gonna get a little bigger yet. We're not done yet. Get that gold put away. Don't be an idiot. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'll be back with Eric tomorrow.